Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Ambry Podcast. And today we are uh, talking with Erin Stobley. She said that was okay to pronounce her last name that way. <laughs> She's an intuitive life and mindset coach. You're also a medium, an intuitive, and a Reiki master teacher. And I'm sorry, I'm going to have to ask you to pronounce Akashic. The Akashic Records, yeah. It's kind of like your history. Oh, nice. And her mission is to help people awaken to their true potential. And she helps people realize how healing, spirituality, taking control and changing their mindset can restructure their life in the most powerful ways. So I'm very excited that you're here. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. I'm excited to be here. I love meeting new people. Oh, that's awesome because this is the place to do that. <laughs> so can you tell people a little bit about what you do and who you are? So I am Erin Stobley, um, mom, I guess one teenager and he acts like a teenager. He's 11. So, and my daughter's 15. So, um, the mom life and my kind of my day work is like marketing, um, social media management, that type of, of work. And then, uh, I do spiritual life mindset and, um, intuitive coaching. So I kind of use all of my spiritual gifts to just help people how they need help. You know, some people want to develop their spiritual gifts. Some people, um, just want to kind of make some shifts in their life, but maybe they don't know how, maybe, you know, they just haven't found the right person to help them or the right, you know, uh, like for me personally, a therapist just never really worked for me. Um, stuff for my anxiety, my depression just never really um, gave me any relief, you know. So um, I'm not a replacement for a therapist, but like a coach can help you, you know, um, just in different ways. So you know, when I found my spiritual mentor, it really um, helped me to shift things in my life. So that is just really, you know, what I want to be able to help other people with just kind of not being stuck. What I like to say, the mom bot life, you just get stuck doing things for other people. Um, you put yourself on the back burner. You just really, you know, you just really put them first, which, you know, that's what parents do. But um, to the point where you're not enjoying your own life and you don't have much hope or much joy. It's, um, it just really gets to be a lot, you know, and a couple years ago I chose to have gastric surgery so I could have knee surgery and I just really shifted everything in my life. I've kind of found my spiritual work, my spiritual coach. Um, I started Reiki. I really did that for myself. Um, just because I have a lot of knee issues and pain issues and just chronic pain and, you know, I, I I like more holistic, natural things if I can. And um, it just really started me on my spiritual journey. And I really, I've never really felt relief from my anxiety or my depression. You know, I remember panic attacks starting when I was like two or three. Mm -hmm. and, um, my mom died when I was young. And it just, all of these factors just really kind of added up into me kind of being a super control freak. Um controlling who was in my life, controlling just every aspect of my life. And, you know, it's really exhausting to control everything. So um, I found through my spiritual work that all of that stuff really shifted. And I'm not really controlled by my anxiety or my depression or 
my need to control, um, my need to know what's going to happen, you know, and kind of being able to let go of that stuff is, so what I always say is that stuff is still part of your life, um, but it no longer controls me. I Mm. make the choice of um, moving past it, living in it, you know, it's, it's just kind of a shift of awareness. And um, I just really love to be able to help other people with that, you know? Wow. And when did you become aware of your spiritual gifts? When were you first aware that you had certain spiritual gifts? Honestly, I've never been a normal kid. Um, I've always been kind of different. I've always had super crazy dreams, premonitions, um, super afraid of the dark, like paranoid afraid. Um, And now I know that it's because I, I really knew spirit was around it wasn't just kind of me overreacting, um, even though necessarily that spirit wasn't to harm me. Um, I did just now that I realized that it was just always spirit just trying to help. It, it helps, you know, to know that it's not a fear. So I'm not afraid anymore. I mean, I'm 41 and I was afraid of the dark until I was 40 when I really started 39 when I started my spiritual work like even walking out to the garbage, you're like, Oh my God, Oh my God, you know, just, um, that severe panic. So I've always really known. Um, so it's really just in the last few years that I understood really started to, you know, with my spiritual work, understand that, Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, um, all these things kind of start coming to light, you know, and Mm. I remember telling my mom once like, Oh, I know what's going to happen. This person's going to fall off their bike right here. Like, this is the outfit they're going to be wearing. Like, I could tell when I was going to get hurt. Um, And it only took a couple of times of me saying that to my mom before she was like, uh, you know, so I just kind of stopped saying things about it. But um, so I definitely have never been the normal kid. (laughs) And you started dealing with anxiety at a very, very young age. Mm -hmm. And Um, my parents, like... Then they just, they had a rough relationship and, um, I just really remember it kicking in with a a babysitter that I wasn't very fond of. Um, just that severe panic of my mom leaving me every day. I remember having panic attacks. I was like probably two or three when I started going to her house. So like, I can remember that, you know, if you've ever had a panic attack or anxiety attack, like it like takes over, you know, you're almost like blackout. You just, uh, can't catch the breath. And I just remember it starting young and, um, you know, having to go to school every day and, and leaving my mom, it was just, um, you know, like anybody with, we all have things in our past. We all have things that are, we were bullied. We were picked on. We were, you know, had family members that didn't treat us well. It, we all have our things, you know, and for me, um, I just really had to learn, how to manage my anxiety at a young age, because it's not like you can leave school to go to your mom, you know? Um, So, you know, I can look back and just really have that, that knowing of, you know, panic and anxiety. So, I mean, my son, my daughter, they have the same issues. Um, Even though they have a different life, they have kind of more steady, stable, you know, my husband and I are still married type, Um, but they have the same, kind of stuff, which really surprises me because I thought mine was more situational. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it helps me to help them, you know, like I understand 
my son's panic and I understand, you know, try to help him in ways that, that helped me, you know, like focus on this, you know, ask your angels, like just, um, give him some, some methods to, you know, and I really started doing Reiki on him every morning and it really helped him to not, you know, he's going to be in middle school. Um, so he can finally walk into school without having a panic attack. And, mm. you know, so it's just really being able to help people how they need help. And, you know, I think I've been through a lot in my life, so it helps me to help other people maybe not have to suffer so long or even have hope, you know, that they can find something that works for them. Because you've, you've, you can meet them where they're at. You can empathize with what they're doing. What was the, what was the most defining point in your spiritual journey when you started? Um, honestly, I, I'm trying to remember. I was doing Reiki once and, you know, I, I grew up Catholic and Catholic is very programmed um, to not believe in, you know, mediums and, and whatnot. And it took me a long time to break that. Catholic programming is what I say. Um, and when I was doing Reiki once, um, meditating, you know, Jesus kind of like came up behind me and like, just put his hand on my shoulder. And it was just like, you do care. You are here. Cause like when my mom died, like I really stopped talking to God to, you know, to, to God, to Jesus. Um, cause I just really felt they abandoned me. Like, why would they take the one person in my life? You know, the only person that I have, and I was just mad at him for a really long time, you know, and he just really, I said, why would you leave me when I needed you the most? And he goes, I never left you. He goes, you were so hurt that you couldn't feel or see or know anything different but pain, you know, and honestly, I lived in that pain of my mom's death for 20, you know, she died in 1995. So really until I started my spiritual work, you know, just that grief in the loss, um, it was just overwhelming, you know, and, and just to really kind of have that message come through from him was just very monumental for me. Like you never really left me. Like I, I always just felt like I wasn't good enough to, you know, to be loved or to be, um, you know, to have his care or concern, you know, and to, to have him kind of reaffirm that, no, I never really left. It was just, you couldn't feel me or, you know, you're just too hurt, you know, and it just really like changed things for me to know that. Um, and that's what I try to help other people understand. Like, no, it's not that they're not there. It's just that you are just so blocked by your pain and, you know, your suffering that you just, you just have a hard time kind of feeling it or allowing yourself to feel um, that love or that understanding from your loved one or, or God, or, you know, whoever it is that you're, really yearning for you know and was a big part of that defining moment that reconciliation because you mentioned having to break the the catholic programming that you had the religious upbringing that you had and that in that moment for you was a reconciliation of i can have both it's not either mm -hmm. or yep and to really know you know our relationship with god is our it's our own it's our personal you know and it's it's how we want it to be and I've never really aligned with the Catholic faith because I don't, I've never felt that um, having some man stand up and tell me what I should think and what I should feel 
um, has never really aligned with me. And I just went to church because that's what you're supposed to do. And um, really letting go of, of that kind of what you're supposed to be doing, that guilt, which, you know, I've kind of operated out of guilt for most of my life. Mm-hmm. And letting go of that guilt um, in all aspects of my life has really changed because now I can have the relationship with God that I want. Like, I know he supports me. I know he helps me with my spiritual work. I know he helps me to help others like with that love and that support, you know? So um, just really having that comfort and knowing that, you know, it's how I need it to be. And it's not how the Bible tells it. It's not how, you know, and it's um, just having that relief of, of how you need your relationship to be um, really for me was just, you know, what I needed to hear maybe. Hmm. And part of what you do for others that are walking a similar journey that you had to had to walk through the, you know, because a lot of our journeys are, they have the same, you know, we have to get through certain levels of pain, certain levels of trauma, um, blockages, uh, things that we're holding on to that aren't serving us. And so you're working with people doing that. And part of what you do is helping them realize and understand and hone their spiritual gifts. Do we all have spiritual gifts or some given some gifts while others have other and some have none? Like how does, how do you explain that? Technically we all have the ability to connect with spirit. So whether that's, you want to be a medium, that's, you just want to talk to your grandma. Maybe you just want to know who your spirit team is. Like, We all have that ability and it's just that intuitive ability. So if you're thinking of a song and it plays on the radio, that's spirit telling you, I'm listening. Like I'm listening to your thoughts. I'm giving you this sign, this reassurance that um, what you're asking for or you're nervous about, or, you know, it's spirits always trying to help us um, connect. And so your spirit team always operates out of love for your highest and best good. So you know, if, if you're really down missing your grandma and you see that dove and it just reminds you of her, you know, that's your sign for her. Mm. So we all really have the ability to build our gifts if we choose. Um, and some people are super freaked out. Like um, my mentor does not want spirit to touch her, doesn't want, you know, where for me, I want spirit to touch me because I'm so busy that I don't always keep my mind open for them. So they know where to tap me to get my attention. You know, so it's just really developing it how you need it. And some people just naturally are really good at, um, like, they don't shut themselves off. Like, if you have a mom or a grandma or an aunt or even a dad that, you know, has their gifts and uses them and can kind of foster you through life, like, it just builds and is stronger. But, you know, for me, um, like, I feel like my mom did have gifts and she didn't understand And, um, so she really shut herself off and I kind of knew I was a little bit different, but I had no idea. And so kind of bridging that gap, but I know that I found mine when I was supposed to, you know, it's just kind of that, um, it was just the right time for me to figure it out. Um, but everybody technically has the ability if they choose to, you know, and some people, it really takes a lot of healing mentally, physically, spiritually. And then it takes a lot of um, ability to let go of your control. And 
because if you start questioning everything that comes to you, um, you really talk yourself out of the ability to kind of understand spirit. So, you know, it's, it's really a practice of, of letting kind of your ego go. Um, and it takes time, you know, because we're human, we have these doubts. We're, we're taught at a young age to not, um, be free thinkers. We're taught at a young age to not let our, um, exaggerative mind take over, you know, uh, we really, you know, like seven or eight, the natural ability kind of slows down. And if you aren't fostering it, it just really, you know, you kind of are in that limbo of like, oh my God, is something there, but you never really know. And it just kind of builds that fear. And, um, but yeah, technically anybody can really, you know, grow their gifts if they choose to. I mean, you might have some that are stronger than others. Like, I don't have a sense of smell, so I'm never going to be able to smell like a grandma smell or, uh, you know, because sometimes a loved one will bring in like a flower scent or maybe a perfume that they use where there's nobody around. But I can't, I don't have a sense of smell. So that's never going to work for me. It's just plain and simple on that one. But um, spirit kind of will use anything they can to get you to pay attention. Mm. And how do you, because you talked a lot in that on gifts and people recognizing, understanding and fostering, but what, how do you respond or how do you, um, how do you explain to someone that may have unknown expectations of what it is that you do and what it is that your gifts are, or maybe there's a a lack of belief in them or to them it's a they want to hire you for a party or, you know what I mean? Like what's your, how do you communicate that? How do you respond to and educate? For me, I'm not, I'm not that type. Like I'm not a party trick. I'm not, I'm not going to prove myself if you don't, you know, if you come to me and and you just want intuitive answers, but you're going to doubt it. I'm just going to shut the session off because I'm not here to prove spirit brings forth whatever they bring forth. And I'm just kind of the, you know, I'm their vessel. So um, I really don't interpret what they bring forth. Um, I just bring forth the messages. And, you know, a lot of times spirit will bring forth what you need in your life. And um, honestly, with my intentions and the way that I want, you know, clients and and people to work with, I want people that want to work with me and my energy. I I don't want people that are just going to come to me to spend a half hour questioning me on, well, what color is my grandma's lipstick? It doesn't matter because grandma's going to bring forth what's important. That stuff doesn't matter. And some people are just really want solid answers. And the way that I work, I'm just, um, the more pressure you put on yourself to know every detail, the less you get. So I always just um, tell people that what comes forth is, is what they feel is most important. And, you know, the book for third grade, you might not, they might not show me, you know? Right. Uh, So you're educating them the best that, that you can, but it is really up to them to, to receive the, the knowledge and the education as well. And, you know, a lot of times you just tell people, you know, it's the days, the weeks, the months ahead. You might see that picture with grandma fishing and you, you've never known her to be a fisherman or, you know, it's, um, it's kind of leaving with just knowing that eventually it's going to kind of, kind of come to light. Um, and it's just more about having an open mind, you know, and some people come 
and just want certain things or, you know, a lot of my work, like especially the Akashic records I do without the person, um, I record the session and I send it and then we have kind of a discussion afterwards and spirit really just brings forth what people need. So yeah, we're cutting some cords of some things that have happened, but you know, you need to work on this and this and this. Um, and that's kind of what I always kind of leave people with homework. What do they need to do? What do they need to work on? Lynn spirits like really self-confidence. They really need to stop kind of talking bad to themselves. You know, there's just right a lot of things that people don't. And for me, I've always naturally been able to get stuff out of people, not in a prying um, gossipy way, but I've just always known um, talking to somebody that something's really going on that they either don't know how to talk about. They don't really know. Um, so I've always just had a way of being able to kind of bring that out of people and just try to help them in that way of, you know, listen, I'm listening. I understand. It's not something we're go I'm going to say to somebody else, but you know, what's really going on, you know? Right. And just kind of, you know, trying to help, you know, without being a nosy Nelly, but you know, um, <laughs> cause sometimes people won't get help and they, they just like let it fester and then they just explode, you know, and, um, just trying to help people not have to be alone. And we all feel alone in our lives. I mean, I have two kids and a husband and I still feel, and three dogs. And sometimes I still feel super alone, you know? So, um, and it's hard to feel alone. So I just don't, if I can help somebody not have that feeling, you know, that's just kind of my, one of my main goals. Are, are people that you work with and you coach, are they, are they sometimes surprised with the amount of work that they need to do? Usually uh, that's something I kind of work with the spirit, like, okay, what can they handle? Um, so I have one person that I work with and they gave me five huge things that they, that they need to work on. And, um, so I only kind of gave a couple, I'm like, we really need to work through these couple first. And then, um, you know, we'll, we'll work on the rest, but, you know, and then she's like, well, that's, I said, it's not a rush. You know, if you don't feel ready, it's okay. Like it's because you're not ready. We're, we can't force it, you know? So it's just, um, really kind of reading them and, and, and the situation and just knowing like, okay, she's just not ready. And that's okay. You know, it's um, just hopefully eventually she'll be ready. So she's not stuck in that, you know, the things that are kind of holding her back. So right. uh, it's, it's almost even an awareness of you're like, Oh, okay. That's what's going on. And it can just even start the healing process. Just knowing like, okay, that makes sense. And um it just makes it easier kind of in the process of, okay, that's what's going on. And, um, you know, so it's not so scary and daunting. Sometimes you just kind of take it. It's not like you go to a retreat one weekend and you're just completely healed. You know, it 20, 30, 40 years old, you know, I've, I built up a lot of damage over 40 years, 39 years. So it's taken me a few years of deep work to really, you know, let things go and cut the cords of it and, um, and you're never healed. You're always learning and growing and shifting. It's healing isn't a, a linear thing. You're always learning and healing, you know, and, um, just kind of cutting the cords of how it's holding you back so that you can maybe have that experience again, 
but you're not so tied to it. So maybe you're kind of upset for a couple of days, not weeks and months. You know, it's not making my depression so bad that I can't function. Um, it's damn, that sucks. And you just had kind of have a couple of bad days and, and you can move on for it, you know? So it's not, it's not being stuck in it. Like I used to be stuck in that stuff all the time. Right. And for those that might be listening and they're wanting to know where they can begin to a even start recognizing or strengthening their intuitiveness, for example, um, maybe they're empathic and they need to learn techniques around that. Are, are there certain things that you can instruct now for people listening on practices that they could incorporate to hone or strengthen or even find? Yeah. So for me, really, when I kind of started my journey, I, I took a class on being an empath and, you know, I didn't really understand it, but when I was kind of reading the description of the class, I'm like, man, that's me. Like I can, I take on people's emotions super easy, their headaches, their panic, their whatever it is. Um, and I really noticed when I started understanding being an empath. So I really started clearing my energy and protecting my energy. My anxiety and depression went down so low that it's manageable. It's not um, controlling me any longer. So really on, on my spiritual journey, just understanding that I was an empath. So um, protection and clearing. So I have some free methods on my website. I have some meditations that you can try, but really it's um, what you want to do is you want to clear your energy um, of people, places, things, um, if you have a job where there's a lot of people, if you're on the phone, if you're on social media, um, if you go into Walmart, like we naturally kind of take on that energy from people, from places, from things. Um, so I went 39 years without clearing or cutting. So it's no wonder my anxiety, it starts manifesting as autoimmune diseases. It starts manifesting as pain. Um, there's all these things in your life and you're like, holy cow, that makes a lot of sense. And so really understanding clearing and protection. So um, you can just kind of imagine like a, a bubble around you and just kind of set the intention of like, I always say God, spirit team, guides, angels, masters, teachers, and loved ones um, protect me from other people's energy, from their thoughts, their feelings, their emotions. Um, because I don't want, I want to, so like how I ask spirit is, um, if I'm working with somebody, like I need to understand what they're going through and then I want to be done. So like when I'm done with a session, I clear it. So, so like I can help you and tap into you during the session, but then I cut it. So even after I'm done with my phone, I cut it mm. because you're taking on the thoughts, the comments, the meanness from social media, the, the comparison, the, the mind kind of games that you get, um, so you can kind of clear that energy and then protect. So as soon as you clear, you want to protect yourself from absorbing more, you know? So um, like I use a pendulum a lot. Um, you can use a big necklace, whatever it is. So you just kind of have to program your pendulum. And so mine will kind of spin to clear. Um, so you can ask kind of spirit to um, just kind of cut the cords of the energy of the thoughts, the feelings, the people. Um, places. If you go to a new place, you touch a wall. Um, you just kind of absorb all of that energy. So 
like really a good place for anybody to start is just understanding. So, okay, you go to this place, this old place. Let's say you go to a museum, you touch something, just kind of feel weird. Like maybe you feel amped up. Maybe you feel like anxiety when you felt fine before. Um, just start really realizing um, how your energy changes. Maybe you just talk to somebody, you know, your friend who's in a bad relationship and now you're just pissed and you can't figure it out or your mom calls and she has a headache and now you just have a headache and start really recognizing how much you're picking up from people because it, I think it really astounds people how, um, how much you really pick up from others. Even if you don't consider yourself an empath, um, whether you want to believe it or not, you know, energy is all around us. So our TVs, our Wi-Fi, um, everything has a, an energy. So just really, there's lots of different methods and it took me a really long time to find some protection for myself, but you can kind of do the white light bubble. You just kind of put yourself in a bubble. Um, if there's somebody super negative, you can imagine just yourself surrounded by mirrors so that negativity reflects back to them. Um, you could ask Archangel Michael to cut cords. So he's kind of got like a blue flaming sword. Um, he has a cloak. Sometimes I've, I've imagined a blue bubble. Um, there's, a million methods that you can try, but it's just really starting and just seeing what works. Um, one time it was Christmas and I'm like, Oh, I got to go to target. I was just like, I just knew it was going to be an energetic. I don't like Christmas shopping because people just seem to be super negative. Um, so I'm like, what do I need to do? You need to protect me before I go in here. And spirit just like put kind of like a blue electricity on me. So, you know, I just, it, it's a simple process. You don't have to have stones you don't have to do candles you don't have to do sage you don't have to i'm a pretty low low frills person so low, frills. Uh, low maintenance <laughs> very much so so you know um if i can't do whatever i need to do in the moment then it's not going to work for me so um and you know even working with people and just figuring out what they need for protection for clearing for um just to kind of shift their energy a little bit um because when you can shift your energy, kind of your mindset and your energy, it just really, um, things really just start changing and just gets easier to be more positive. It gets easier to understand other people's energy. It gets easier to um, kind of see, you know, and just kind of have that experience of, oh my gosh, like, man, that person really affects me. Um, Man, I'm super weird face frozen on my screen. You're coming through fine. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, oh, God, that's like the worst face. Um, but yeah, so being an empath, it, you know, it's it's an amazing gift and it can be very overwhelming. You know, the last few months have been very overwhelming. And um, anybody that's an empath or a light worker or... Um, really even a human being at this point it's just it's been very heavy you know emotionally if you're so, breathing right now you yeah. should be feeling heaviness <laughs> yeah and you know that's not to say you have to live in that heaviness but if you felt it more you know the last few months I mean it's definitely a collective energy while you know there's good that's happening there's also bad that's happening and you know it's just um really finding what what works for you and um just you know, trying to not let it, you know, overpower. And, um, you know, while there's a lot of negative, there, there's good, you know, what can you be doing good? What can you be doing 
differently? How can you shift yourself um, to help others shift, even if it's just shifting your family and their mindset? Uh, that eventually helps other people, you know. Oh, well, we're going to wait for Aaron to reconnect and let's make sure I don't have to re-invite her. We'll actually remove and we'll re-invite. And so... Um, I'm going to take this moment to reach out, Brandy, if you can hear me, then we're going to be taking questions soon. So if you can post, hi, welcome back. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't think <laughs> she went to me anymore. I was like, she's done. No. Um, so yeah. So if, and you know, I was just letting the audience member know Brandy is actually with us. If she has any questions, we can take some questions now. So give her, I want you to finish your thought though. So Ooh, let's see where that went. <laughs> is it over there? <laughs> Maybe, but you know, it's just really um, just, there is a heaviness now. Um, there's also like a collective energy is what I, I kind of like to say. And um, the collective energy can be very powerful and very good. You know, if you're ready to shift your life, if you're ready to make changes mentally, physically, spiritually, you know, it's, it's a really good time. And, you know, one thing that I liked during kind of quarantine was, um, not being so busy with the family, you know, there's not a ton of school activities. There's not a lot of sports there. You know, we could go out as a family and take walks and seeing other people going out and doing that. It just, um, it was just something that I really hoped that people would be able to shift their awareness a little bit and, um, kind of use that opportunity to kind of shift their lives if they're ready, you know, like, okay, you know, I kind of like more calm, more stillness, you know, I want to do more things for myself mm -hmm. and just, you know, being able to empower yourselves to know that it's okay that you're ready to change or to grow or to shift, you know, just to find the person to help you and, um, you know, just try something new. Well, we have a question. Um, Brandy would like to know, what would you say was the first sign that it was the right time to hone in your spiritual gifts? Um, so in December of 2017, I chose to have gastric sleeve surgery and I'll say maybe a week before that I had my review at work and my boss just really said, you know, you need to find something in your life that, that you just love. And it just really kind of struck me like, oh my God, she's right. I do. Um, and within the next couple of weeks, I had found, kind of found my spiritual mentor and everything just started making sense. You know, obviously gastric sleeve is a huge change. You know, you're allowed to eat very small amount of food. Um, but that, you know, that awareness of, of, of shifting that I just really, it was just what I needed to, um, just change my life, you know, cause honestly I've been trapped in my body for so many years with my knee being bad. Um, I couldn't take my kids to the park. I couldn't uh, go to the pumpkin patch like we'd done every year. I, I couldn't go to a parade with them unless I took a chair because I can't, I couldn't stand on my leg for very long. And I was just like, it was just almost like 
just getting whacked with a hammer. Like you have to change, you know, and I just started with my mentor and I just started Reiki and it was like an eight hour class. And my husband's like, it's okay, just do it. You know? And it was like a whole day on Saturday. And I'm like, Oh my God, I feel guilty for not spending time with my family. And it was just that awareness of why can't I take out eight hours for myself? You know, I devote, you know, how many hours of a week to them and they're fine. They might be screaming in the background, but it's not like, you know, they're not any worse for me doing something for myself. And, um, the more that I kind of had my mentor and like weekly sessions and, um, the more I just really started to be like, oh my God, it just, it just really for me was just kind of that time of, of just changing my life. You know, obviously weight is, is a big thing for anybody, but you know, for me, it was more about just feeling better and, um, being mobile. And I've had two knee surgeries since then, and neither one of them have really worked and one's a full knee replacement. So it's just, um, for me, it's a constant battle of, of how, how I can live without pain, how I can, um, you know, use my gifts to help me to understand, to heal. Like, I just know that I'm just not somebody that has an easy time and I have a hard time with spirit. Like, why does everything have to be so hard for me? And they're like, you, you just really have to help other people, you know, and to do that, you kind of have to experience, um, harder things, you know, and they're like, because you can handle it. And, um, you know, taking the burden for others, I guess, is it can be hard. But um, if I can help somebody in their early 20s, maybe their mom died, maybe they've had these spiritual gifts, and they don't understand them. You know, my daughter has a friend who, you know, my daughter never calls me and she was at her friends. And she's like, Mom, there's this is going on. And I'm like, let's calm down, you know, better, you know, not to be afraid of spirit, you know, you're in charge, you know, and you know, just helping others to you know, whatever it is, if it's just you have anxiety and depression, you don't know how to get over it, you know, and I'm not saying I can cure or heal it, but, you know, maybe we can work through something for you to make it work or to alleviate or to just make you feel better, you know, and, um, you know, if you're feeling lots of signs, lots of symbols, seeing tons of numbers, animals, um, that's usually spirit's way of kind of trying to get your attention. So if you're kind of feeling like, this stuff seems weird. Like I just thought of this TV episode and it came on the song was all of a sudden on when I was just thinking about it, you know, like spirit will use whatever they can to kind of uh, wake you up or to get you to pay attention. So when you start noticing it, um, it's generally not for no reason. So a lot of times awakenings will start happening with big things in life, you know, with Corona, with, with things happening, there's a big shift in the world energetically. So, if you're kind of like, oh, I kind of feel sick, I feel weird, I feel this, you know, like your awakening can be happening. If you don't want to do anything with it, you don't have to, you know, but um, spirit kind of tries to give us opportunities if we're ready. Um, sometimes whether we're ready or not, spirit will try to guide us. So they can't force us to do anything. We all have free will, um, but they can try and give you hints or tips. Um, whether we choose to follow it or not is totally up to us, but um if you're starting to notice weird things, then, you know, maybe it's, you know, you're awakening, you're just starting to pay, you're just starting to see it more. Um, right. That's not that they haven't been giving you stuff all along. It's like, maybe just all of a sudden you're starting to pay attention, you know, like, that's kind of weird. How many times have I heard this song today? Like 20, you know, like, 
that that's kind of odd or we were just talking about this or that or you know i was just thinking about grandma and her picture just fell over well it's generally not a coincidence you know so um just kind of having that awareness and even opening your mind to the thought of hmm that's interesting like you know, not shutting it down out of fear, just being like, okay, spirit, I get you. Like, I need another sign, you know, and just kind of seeing what what they kind of bring forth sometimes. And just like you were saying that while you're not curing anxiety and panic and depression, but you could possibly help move through those or work through those, the same goes with physical with physical ailments as well. So as you were saying, like autoimmune and, and things like that. Um, what are, what are some of the ways that people first start experiencing? Huh? I'm starting to feel different in a good way. So like, like for me, how I explain it is, um, so I really, for my work, um, for myself, especially meditation was something that I've really started um, healing very in a significant way with, because I was able to, it took practice. I'm not going to lie. Like it took me a while to calm my mind. Um, but as soon as I could calm my mind so much spirit would bring me for so much. And I'm always been a very vivid dreamer as well. Um, and now I know that spirit was communicating to me through my dreams Um I astral travel a lot. So like your soul kind of leaves your body. Um, so like for me in my healing process, I just really started to feel less heavy. So it's not a physical weight. It's like an emotional weight. Um, so if you have like depression, anxiety, and then you just have a really bad day, maybe no reason. Um, and then the next day you just feel better. You don't really know why you don't understand. Um, but it's like kind of that non-heavy days. Um, that's how I feel most of the time now. Like I don't have that heaviness. I don't have the, it's just a really, I just kind of describe it as a, a heavy blanket because um, for me, I just don't feel suffocated by kind of what was, you know, my past, my traumas, the, all the stuff that I've been through in my life. And... It's like the spiritual weighted blanket that you have with you all the time. And mm -hmm. I did, I bought a weighted blanket for my kid and I, and we use it all the time because it does, it's a big hug and it calms you down. So what you're explaining is a spiritual version of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, it's, and it's really hard to explain to people. It's like, well, how, what do you do? How do you, it's like, you know, everybody's different in, in what they get, but you know, for me, to just not feel that heaviness is just really freeing, you know, and um, my first thought isn't a panic anymore. It's not anxiety. I don't have the Sunday night dread. I don't have the, oh my God, I don't want to leave my kids to go to work today. Like, I mean, everybody has that as a parent. Yes. To a, a degree. But for me, it was like, um, like my rapid heartbeat, like kind of getting super panicky. Um, even if my kids don't talk to me, like that day very much you know it was like because uh, they do that it's like hi you want to have a conversation i gave you life would you like to just ask me how are you doing or something yeah yeah <laughs> i hear you. yeah i might get a high on the way to the bathroom or a, an eye right. roll but um you know i'm not 
I don't have that anymore. I'm not waking up in the middle of the night like, oh my God, oh my God, did I respond to that email? How are they going to, you know, like take it? Or, uh, you know, anybody that suffers with anxiety or depression, panic, you know, you know what it's like. You know that feeling of, oh my God, what did I do? Like, and you wake up and you're like thinking of one email that you sent. And you're like, oh my God, how's it going to be misconstrued? Did I forget? Or, and then that's all you can think about till either you check your email or you, you know, you're like, whatever it is. And it's like, I just don't, I rarely have that anymore. And just for me, even in part of that process, just having that be um, pretty subdued is huge for me, you know, because since I was two, you know, and, and, you know, within the last couple of years, it's really reduced to almost nothing. And when you live 39 years like that, it, it's your normal, you know, like yeah, I always just like to say, you know, I was, mm -hmm, I was surviving. I wasn't, wasn't really enjoying my life. I was just surviving. I was just getting through each day, trying to keep three people alive um, without much enjoyment or much happiness or I was just doing what I was supposed to do. You know, you're supposed to be a mom. You're supposed to take care of them. You're supposed to go to work, pay your bills. Um, you know, and in that mom bot life, I was just like, oh, there's got to be more. And just really, and it wasn't really my intent, you know, doing my spiritual stuff. But I was like, what's it going to hurt? You know, it's not going to hurt to learn Reiki or just to take a mediumship class. Or if it works, it works. If it doesn't, I'm not out anything. But um nothing I had ever really done to that point had helped my anxiety, my depression, my pain, um, my mindset. I mean, I was super negative, not even going to lie. I was the most negative person you'll ever meet because you know, nothing really positive had happened in my life. Um, you know, I've worked hard since I was very young and you pay the bills and you don't get ahead and you still keep working hard and, um, to shift out of that kind of woe is me, the negative Nelly, um, it takes practice, you know, and I'm not perfect and I still have my days, but not living in that negativity is almost a relief in itself. You know, it's, it takes a lot of work to stay negative. <laughs> and once you, and, and yeah, once you find a different, a different way, then you realize how exhausted you've been. Mm -hmm. And we are coming in close to the end of our time. So I want to offer Brandy um, ask any more questions that you have. And also thank you for joining us today. Yes, very much. <laughs> any other questions? Um, and then while we're waiting on that, um, can you tell people, first off, I like to ask my guests, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave with our audience and listeners? You know, the one thing I like to tell people is, you know, just really, um, flip your thoughts, uh, and it's hard to say that, you know, mindset shifting takes practice and it takes, you know, a constant effort on your part. And it is not hard, but to start shifting your mindset. So um, my husband and I were somebody who uh, if bad things happen, it just happens constantly. Like, so last week I took my car in and um, they're like, you really need new tires. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, I wasn't planning on $900 for tires. Um but we used to have it where one bad thing would happen, then the next, then the next, then the next, then the next. And now it's to the point of, okay, that sucks. You know, I have to figure out how to pay for it. And then it's done. It's not, it's not a curse. It's not anything bad. It's just happened for a reason. Cause you know, we were going out of town and, um, 
if we wouldn't have had the oil changed and those tires would have blown out on the interstate when we're going 85 miles an hour, like that could have been devastating, you know? So it's flipping your thoughts on, okay, that sucks. And it happened for a reason. Um, we might not understand the reason yet. We just have to wait for it. And then it kind of comes to light. So, and it's hard to tell people that, you know, things happen for a reason because not all things are good things, you know, bad things happen. Um, but it's just really kind of giving that a little bit of time in there. Like, okay, that's happened. It's a bummer. What are my options? What can I do about it? And is it really worth being like super depressed about? You know what I mean? And, and it's, I'm not promising people a whole, uh, you know, uh, Julia Andrews dancing on the mountain type of life, but just starting to shift your mindset and your awareness to, being positive and, and being able to have the life that you want. And it might not be the life that you dream and it might not ex happen exactly how you dream it to happen, but kind of giving some freedom to what you want and then just allowing things to happen. And it, it's just really powerful, you know, to kind of let go and kind of let, give it to God and the universe is what I say. And um, just kind of ask for what you want and then let them bring it to you in the way that is best for you. You know, but control is a hard, fickle little friend. So it, it takes some practice. <laughs> and if people that are listening are ready to practice and they want to get in touch with you because you're the person that they want to work with to instill this practice, how can they get in touch with you? So my website is vintagemoons.com and you can book a session on there or um, I'm working on more of like a, like a three month kind of life coaching program, but I always want to be that coach where even if you just want to do one session and you work on some homework and I, I just, I want to be available to people. You know what I mean? I've, I've seen a lot mm -hmm. of things where people, um, they're so expensive that you can't afford to work with them. And I just, I just don't want to be that person, you know? Um, so I just want to be available, um, you know, be available to people. So on Instagram, it's vintage moons, Aaron. And then I have a private Facebook group. You know, if you have spiritual questions, a lot of people don't want to like let everybody know that they're wondering if there's somebody standing next to their bed or, um, you know, things that they're seeing or having happen in dreams. Um, so I have a private Facebook group where, you know, you can post and ask questions and stuff like that. And um, it's vintage moons, I believe is the group. So mm. Uh, but that makes me have another question. So that's how you can get in touch with Erin. And also, uh, if you've already forgotten, she has free meditations and uh, guides and things on her website. So go check out her website. But um, that final thought made me have a question. Like if someone asks you, are there spirits around me? Are you picking those up intuitively or are you actually seeing them? Are you sensing them? So like for me, so third eye, so they'll show me generally, they'll show me themselves, but it's like kind of in your mind. Um, that's where it takes the practice of like letting your mind go. So you're not thinking you're creating um, things, you know, so like they'll kind of, usually they're always to my right. So they always kind of pop in or a lot of times for me, if somebody even mentions a loved one, they kind of just pop in or. You know, so it's really for me, um, I always call in who they need. So it's kind of sometimes their guides step in. Sometimes you have to How be like the session with you. Uh, 
a hundred dollars and then like just like an intuitive it's like a 50 minute you know so if it's you know mindset stuff you want to work on or just you know you want to understand more about your spiritual team or whatever it is i just kind of lumped it all into one um because really it's kind of the same session i use all of the same things (laughs) you know what i mean how long is the session uh, about 50 minutes so 50 yeah Yeah. okay so of questions I have like a 15 minute so you can just ask me a couple questions you know what I mean if if you just want to say okay what are you seeing or whatever (laughs) all right so I want to thank you so much for your time um and you know just as in the pre-interview just uh, it's just a pleasure just sitting across from you and and talking with you so thanks for having me on I'm excited should have you on mine sometime the spiritual badass oh yes please pitch plug your podcast please oh yeah the spiritual badass so that is my personal podcast and then um i do have a group podcast lightworkers live so it's like four of us kind of spiritual spiritual people so i actually produce and and do all that part of the end of it as well but um yeah so spiritual badass so different different ladies i interview but then i talk talk a lot awesome awesome well i'll definitely be checking that out so Thank you so much. And I want you to go have a rest, you know, a good rest of your evening. Thank you, ma'am. Have a great night. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you to all the sponsors of the Embry podcast. Without you guys, we couldn't keep bringing you shows week after week. Special shout out to our co-producers, Jay Beam and T. Martin. You ladies are amazing and your support means the world to me. If you'd like to be a live audience member, you can find us at www.patreon.com forward slash Anbry. You'll get to see and hear all of the interviews before they hit the airwaves, get access to Q&A and bonus content from and with our guests. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.